Blog Talk Radio. Talk show. I'm your host, pop art painter Jamie Ross, and this is the big show. You found it. I sure I'm glad you did. Um, we are continuing our cool week of guests. We always have cool guests, but this week in particular, we have some really cool guests, and I am just um, very, very pleased. Uh, we um, tonight we have a uh, lead singer of a band out of Arizona. They are an indie rock band, and they are fantastic. They're called Wild Giants. And Austin, um, I'm probably going to carve up his last name, but I'm going to try uh, Wallachek. Austin Wallachek, I believe, is uh, here with us tonight. So um, without further ado, welcome, Austin. How are you? I'm good. You got the last name perfect, by the way. All right, man. All right. I'm cooking with grease. Um, I'm very pleased. Very, very pleased. So very cool. So often tell us a little bit about um, how Wild Giants uh, came into being and how well, did you know uh, the guys from the scene or how did all this happen? Um, I mean, it's kind of been a really long process, actually. Um, so I used to play a lot of solo gigs and uh, I, I started writing songs that kind of just didn't do it for me. You know, in the acoustic style, I was writing them with a band in mind. So I started looking for band members mm. to play with. Um, and then, you know, kind of just, I grew a little bit of a roster. Like, you know, I would have a few different bass players, a few different drummers, a few different guitar players I could choose from that whoever was available first kind of thing. Um, and that gotcha. kind of grew into a more, more solid group of guys. Um, and I, and I kind of played with that group for about two years. Um, and then just recently, uh, you know, things kind of started picking up and I wanted to start booking gigs uh, outside of Arizona and, you know, go on tour and do all these things. And, and it turns out the the guys I had were, uh, uh, you know, wanted, wanted to like work jobs and have families and stuff, which is kind of dumb, but whatever. Um, so, so, so I, uh, just actually over this past month found, uh, uh, found a, a new drummer and then I, I, I kept the bass player that I had. Um, and now we're, we're rocking as this, uh, three piece right now. Um, that's, so yeah, that's, awesome. that's that's kind of how it came to be. Solo project. You know, it's, to a band. It's, that's very, very cool. I am. Um, I'm not in the music business. I'm a painter by trade. I paint pictures of people and stuff. Been doing that a long time. But growing up, and um, it, it seemed that all of my friends were musicians and in bands and, and you know doing the music thing. And um, you know everybody. Uh, it, it was interesting because there was two types of people I found. Uh, there was the the musician, um, there was always a guy uh, or gal um, who was very serious. They were the ones that made everybody show up and rehearse and, you know, booked gigs and things. And everybody else just wanted to meet girls, um, at least with people I knew. And yeah. <laughs> it sounds like you're in the first part of that. You're the, you're the guy. Were you always, like, the music guy growing up and whatnot? Um, kind of the opposite actually i was the sports guy growing mm. up um and i i, I kind of just started playing guitar as a hobby because i got it for a christmas gift one year um but yeah my very non-musical family so i didn't have any like musical mentors or influences like personally um it, it kind of just a guitar fell in my lap one day and then i kind of just never put it down kind of how it happened that's awesome that doesn't surprise me a lot of musicians i know do have a background in athletics and sports and whatnot. And I have a theory. Yeah. Now, again, I'm, I'm just a painter with a podcast. So, you know, um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, but, you know, I'm an old man now and I've seen a few things, but I think the thing with the sports background is that, uh, especially kids that are involved in, uh, in sports and whatnot, they learn something very, very important um, that it takes other people a long time sometimes to get and that's if you do something, if you practice, you get good at it. You get better than you were at it. 
And a lot of um, really successful musicians I know, uh, you know, you talk to them and they're like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I played uh, baseball or, or whatever. It doesn't really matter. But they get that. They know that. And they practice. And um, yeah. and they work at it. And Yeah, uh, I, I think you know, uh, so that's my theory. I don't know. I think for me, it was, it was absolutely the, the learning the practice part. But I think what sports taught me is that uh, it, it taught me how to fail. It taught me how to lose. And like mm-hmm. th- those are some really, really important lessons to learn. Like you- you're not going to win everything you do. And right. with, with, with music, this is, this is a, this is a tough business. There's a lot of failing or a lot of things that feel like failing. And, you know, a lot of people aren't cut out for it. A lot of people can't handle that. Oh, it's very true. It's very true. And, uh, you know, I, I've been to many of those gigs. It's been a while, but I remember going to these gigs where, you know, um, I was the only non-musician. I was the only person not in a band waiting to go on stage, uh, you know, watching the other bands <laughs> with their yeah. wives and girlfriends and family. Uh, but that's how you have to do it. I mean, that's how it, it goes. And, um, you know, I'm I'm sure the greats all were there at some point. You know, it's uh, in, in our country, in our society now, it's, it's interesting because it, we have the, the competition mindset that has, has entered and, um you know, with all these competition shows, The Voice, and all this kind of stuff. And I'm not putting that down. Hey, if that's your, your jam and you like to, you know, watch that, hey, work out, you know, do, do what makes you happy. But I think as, a, uh, as an artist, um, it kind of sells a little bit of a bill of goods. It's not always, oh, well, you get discovered. Here's a big check, and now you're going to parties and flying on planes and dating mom. You know, I think that right. – it happens about as much as, as people winning the lottery. You know, it's a good dream. Absolutely, yeah. But yeah, it is, and, and uh, I, I wouldn't bet on it. There's, uh, yeah, like you said, there's nothing wrong with, like, watching the competition shows and liking them. But, like, you know, if you view them as entertainment, that's perfect. That's what they're there for, and they're really good entertainment. But if you're trying to view it as a blueprint to become successful, then you're absolutely wrong. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. It's a lot easier way, man. There's a lot yeah. easier way um, and a lot less nonsense and work and work. And the big one, you are so, a lot of my, uh, a lot of my, you know, it's weird. Like I said, growing up, all my friends were musicians. And then after college, mm-hmm. I moved out to California and uh, suddenly all my friends were, uh, you know, in indie film and, and TV and whatnot out there. That was the big, the big thing. I, I knew a few musicians, but I knew much. At least the people I was hanging out with, that seemed to be the thing. And uh, although so many, you see that. So, I tell you, the most, it's interesting, but it's very sad at the same time. I don't know if it's still this way, but when I lived out there about 20 years ago, you, um, if you go down right by the American Peril uh, building in L.A., there's the Greyhound Station. And you see this weird dichotomy of, of people getting off the Greyhound bus from wherever, you know, Omaha, Nebraska or someplace. And, uh, and they've got dreams and you can see it glowing in their faces. And they get off the bus and they clean the bus out. And uh, then you see the broken, jaded, <laughs> haggard looking people getting on the same bus to head back to Omaha, you know, and it's very yeah. strange. Um, it's just very strange to see. But, you know, hey, I'm not trying to put anybody down or rain on anybody's parade. The big takeaway from this, folks, work. Put in the work. Uh, you got to do it, man. You have to do it. Um, just the way it is. Get ready for 18-hour, 17-hour days. That's just how that works. <laughs> you know, it's, it's <laughs> not without health insurance. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> got to work. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. It's what's that old? There's an old trope. Uh, it's very funny though because it's so true with a lot of musicians. Something along the line. I'm paraphrasing. Is uh, a musician will take I don't know fifteen hundred dollars worth of equipment or gear and drive it for a fifty dollar gig or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that oh, happens. Yeah. That's part of the process. Oh man. What's well, cool? So you met the guys, and um, you know they were on a, a similar level and whatnot. Uh, we're talking about Lyman Limpke, I believe that's how you say his name, and Cameron again, yeah, again, Hagen. Mm-hmm. 
Vegas. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Doing the drums. Now, the cool thing about um, your band is um, I just really, really dig it. And this, you have a new uh, upcoming EP, Hey There, Slow Down, Help Me, um, which this new single is the third on that, right? The, the third single from that upcoming um, EP. Correct. And, uh, and this is Why Aren't We Freaking Out? Uh, tell us a little bit about this. I love this track. <laughs> I love, love this track, too. To the track. Like, I, I, I had a really, really fun time making this. And uh, it, it, what kind of inspired me, what, or what absolutely inspired me, was when the Pentagon, uh, you know, declassified the, the UFO videos from those Navy pilots that everyone saw. And we talked about it for about a week. And then we're like, okay, but COVID, let's do other things. And right. just kind of, we just stopped talking about it. And I, I was like, this is so weird. We literally just saw something we cannot explain. And it was described as something not made on this world, which if it's not made here, it's probably made somewhere else. Um, <laughs> I would like to, I don't know, maybe at least ask where else it could have been made of. Uh, and, you know, th- so that, that it kind of just went on for about, like six months, I was like every day just thinking like, why aren't we freaking out about this? And it kind of just struck me one day. I was like, I got to write a, a song about this. Like, this is mm-hmm. the only thing on my mind. Like, um, and, and what kind of happened was, uh, I, I, I actually just finished recording this EP I'm about to put out. And I was, I was on a, a, a dry streak of writing, um, for, for about six months, I had mm-hmm. written a song because I just like, it, it, it kind of takes a lot to inspire me. But once I get inspired, I get on this songwriting streaks and I'll write, you know, a few in a week and just keep on going like that. But I had been on like a six months dry one. Nice. And I was like, you know what? Um, I, I woke up one day with like that line in my head that had been repeating, why aren't we freaking out? And I, I woke up, it's almost like, you know, I had a little dream about it right before I woke up and the chorus was just playing in my head. And I'm like, that's it. And I go into my little home recording studio. And I start tracking it. And about 30 minutes later, I have the entire song written out. And then I, I demo it out. Basically, I stay up all night demoing it out. Uh, and then I, I call my producer the next day. And I'm like, hey, I wrote another song. It has to be on this EP. Let me get in this week. And then we recorded it uh, two days after that. So I wrote it, recorded it two days later, and now it's on the EP. See, now this is the solution. This is the answer to the question that has been bugging me about why aren't we freaking out? Why are these, uh, you know, these, these beings, uh, these, these craft here to inspire this song? That's why. Yeah, that was Millions and billions of light years travel. <laughs> <laughs> they said Austin needs to be inspired. No, I'm, I'm cheating. But yeah, I freaked out too, man. I did not understand at all. You know, and it was very weird because like everybody, I jumped on the bandwagon as well. And, you know, I, I knew a few people. I, I, I have some weirdos that, uh, that I know um, that are in that world uh, from the, the scientific side of it. And I had them on the show. You know, a lot of them are kind of a little dull uh, as far as podcast uh, stuff go, you know. Um, but I had him on the show regardless, and, and we talked, uh, you know, strange crafts and, and and whatnot, and and had a fun time, you know, turned it around. But even then, I was like, man, why why aren't you jumping up and down more? You know, I am. Uh, this is big news. Got video, yeah. and it ain't some yeah. crazy drunk out here saying, oh, you know, I drank a thing of. Uh, we're skiing now. I saw something in the sky. Yeah, okay, buddy. We get it. We get it. Um, these are oh, yeah. Navy pilots, you know. They're pretty serious. Let me put it this way. They don't put somebody in charge of a, you know, $10 billion machine that doesn't have their shit together, you know. Uh, nobody would. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, you know, everybody was kind of like, well, you know, those those crazy pilots. I'm like, no, I, I there's something here. Well, anyway, so I heard the track. And I'm like, I relate to this. <laughs> I relate to this. And I think so many people will, you know. It's a fantastic right. track. 
And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www.jamierox.us. This is a message from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Older adults and people of any age who have serious underlying medical conditions are at higher risk for severe illness from COVID-19. If you are at higher risk, you should stay home as much as possible and avoid close contact with people who are sick to protect yourself. Call your doctor if you have concerns about COVID-19 and your medical condition or if you get sick. For more information, visit cdc.gov. Metal Babe Mayhem is more than just an online store, it's a destination. MetalBabeMayhem.com carries over 150 rock and roll products, including clothing, jewelry, and accessories. Metal Babe Mayhem also offers shrine clothing and alchemy gothic jewelry. In addition, Metal Babe Mayhem founder Allison Metal Babe Cohen is a rock and roll journalist who supports local and national artists with rock and reviews, interviews, playlists, networking, and more. Metal Babe Mayhem is taking over the world one shirt at a time. Glittering amethyst, energizing citrine, colorful fluorite, the other side of the sun, Earth's treasures brought to light. Since 1999, we have offered a unique collection of hand-selected minerals and gems for every budget, for novices, collectors, and healers. Visit www.tosots.com to view our wide selection of offerings and use coupon code ROCKS, that's R-O-X-X, for 10% off your first order. Remember... T-O-S-O-T-S dot com. Earth's treasures brought to light. Hi folks, Jamie Rocks here. Hey, if you're a big fan of uh, historical, cool historical books uh, like me, then you're going to want to check out our newest uh, show sponsor, Michelle Albion. Uh, she's a fantastic author. She's got some really interesting, cool books out uh, that you're going to want to check out. I'm a big fan of all of these. Uh, the Florida Life of Thomas Edison, the quotable Edison, quotable Henry Ford, uh, quotable Eleanor Roosevelt, and of course the quotable Amelia Earhart. Uh, Michelle's just very keen and, and very very cool, um, and these are just very cool books. So check out her website. Uh, there's links to uh, where you can pick these up on Amazon and Barnes and Noble all over the place. Uh, MichelleAlbion.com, M-I-C-H-E-L-E-A. L-B-I-O-N.com. MichelleAubion.com. Very, very cool stuff. Check it out. Sorry, what was that? Oh, yeah. No, I said, and you wrote this so quickly and whatnot as well. It just, oh, yeah. Uh, obviously, yeah, just, it just this had to happen. <laughs> right. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I love it. I love it as an artist when that happens. Everybody thinks that's the, the, the standard thing. And, uh, the, you know, I paint probably, I don't know, 300 paintings a year, maybe more. And they all think, you know, oh, that's just what he does. You know, it's a Tuesday night. Well, that's a great thought and everything. <laughs> um, but no, sometimes they fight and sometimes I want to throw them in the street. That is, oh, is yeah. more than the easy one. No, um, I, I can't. I can't tell you how many uh, how many songs I started writing that just you know I really tried to beat into the ground and just couldn't get it to work. So like I yeah I, I know that feeling and it, it feels oh, good when man. one just comes out. Oh, and you know what the worst is? I I'm uh, I'm married. My wife's named Danny, and 
She's great. I knew she was the one because she's the one in my life that um, sometimes I'll have an idea and I'm like, oh, hello, Picasso. Hello, Jackson. You're going to change art. You know, this is this idea is going to change the whole game. And I'm, I'm doing it. And my wife will walk in and go, eh, I don't think so, buddy. <laughs> you know, I'm not <laughs> oh, <seen> no. <laughs> and then you like step back and you're like, God dang it. She's right. I'm not changing art with this one. And, uh, <laughs> but that's a good thing. You know, she, when, cause the thing is when something's good, she's like, Oh, wow. You, you craft it. That's it. man. um, I know that she's sincere, you know, and it's great to have that sounding board. Um, do you yeah. have people besides an audience and whatnot that, um, you run stuff by, or do you kind of just know? Um, I feel like I kind of just know, like I, my bad songs, I don't show people. Like, I, I have to be really proud of something to, like, bring it to other people. Um, mm-hmm. and, and kind of what, what I've been doing since, since I started recording, because I, I, I just started recording in, uh, in 2020, actually. So, that like, before oh, that, wow. I didn't have any recording experience. Um, but so what I'm doing now is, like, I'll run it by my producer, like I'll, I'll basically bring him my top 10 tracks. I think these are my best 10 that I have. I, I have hundreds mm-hmm. of songs that I could bring up, but like, these are the 10 that I think could be on the next EP. And he's like, eh, this one is not the strongest. This one's really good. This one we can make good. So he, he's kind of my guy that, uh, right. you know, he, he, he tells awesome. me what has potential, what sounds good. And, and he, he's got a really good ear for it. So, uh, so that's he's kind of been my 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 filter, in a way. That's so cool. That is so cool. I tell you during um, and folks, we're gonna play. Uh, why aren't we freaking out here in just a second? I I got sidetracked a little bit, but we're gonna play that in just a second. But I wanted to tell you, Austin. You know, when I when you say you've been recording in 2020 or since 2020, and it you know it's interesting because during the pandemic, I ran out of things to watch on the streaming sites. You know, or interesting things at least. Um, that, that I wanted to spend my time with. And I got into watching all these YouTube channel, I guess they're shows, for lack of a better, you know, it'll be a channel and they'll have like a little show, you know, half hour thing or yeah. something. And um, there's one, uh, there's a couple, uh, Produced Like a Pro is, is fantastic. And I'm not even in the music business. And I'm sitting there going, oh, yeah, yeah, that sounds better through the gate. You're right. And blah, blah, blah. you know, and I'm into it, man. I, I don't know why, but it just hooked me. And uh, another is this video that the bass player from uh, Duran Duran does where he breaks down songs and he's like, well, here's the, uh, the part A and here's the hook of that and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like fascinated, you know, I'm like, Oh, well, that's how that works. And it's, yeah. so I hear you on the, and you get to go do this stuff. It is so involved. Make, I had no idea. I just thought, you know, you you turn on the radio or you, you put in a, in something in Spotify, you know, and, and, and listen to it and it's great. And I didn't give much thought about all the, um, the mechanisms behind it, making that track, you know, and I have this new appreciation. Oh for yeah. It. And very the, the reason I, I went to a producer is because I tried to do it on my own and I, I was looking at all these YouTube videos too. And I was like, this takes a lot of skill and, like I can, I can write songs. I can sing. I can play guitar all day long, but this producing stuff is tough. Like I, mm. so I'm like, take my money. Like <laughs> I, I would much rather have someone who's a thousand times better than me do this, you know, rather than me taking ten times as long to get half as good of a product, you know. Well, you know what's interesting about these shows? I watched one where David Bowie. David Bowie, you know, king of the artists uh, and the musicians and whatnot, um, had the same epiphany that you did. And he said, you know, and it's interesting because you watch these uh, production videos and whatnot, and they're like, oh, yeah, well, he, you know, Let's Dance was a folk track, um, and that would be great for hippies, you know, uh, but it really wasn't what we wanted, so we changed this and put a beat to it and all this kind of stuff, yeah. and it's like, Wow. 
That's amazing. That's, I'm glad he. I bet he was glad he hired that guy. You know. Um, well, that that happened that with uh, uh, my my first single ever, Rose. That was a very folky acoustic guitar sounding song. Like it was like borderline almost country song. And I I brought it into the studio, and it's now like a you know fast paced dance rock song. So that's awesome. Yeah, that's pr- awesome. producers are the best. <laughs> Well, I mean, and that's what they do, you know, that's what they do. And it's interesting, too, so many, everybody starting out in the music business, they want to do what you're doing, Austin. You know, they want to be the good-looking guy uh, or gal, you know, in front of the, the front man, getting all the love, you know, all of that. And um, I have friends, I have a good friend of mine, very good friend of mine, and she is a uh, a songwriter in the country world, lives outside of Nashville in a very big house with, uh, you know, a driveway full of very nice cars. She doesn't perform live, but she writes a lot of hits for other people. And yeah. it's a pretty nice life. And she's found her niche, you know, she's found her lane and, and is happy with that. That's the big thing, you know. It's very and you, you know, you're just assuming the front man gets all the love. I, I, I haven't seen it yet. Where, where do I apply for this love? It's that pesky bass. They're always the cool guy, you know, or gal. Oh, oh yeah. Very <laughs> Feeling the thunder. Oh, man. Well, hey, let's play the track. Now, we were talking about this earlier, ladies and gentlemen. I know we got uh, sidetracked a little bit because Austin's fascinating. What can I say? Um, but this is why, um, why aren't we freaking out? And, again, we all saw the video in uh, – he was inspired by this. So here it is. Here is the track. Should we play it first, Austin, or do you want to give a little? Well, we've already kind of given an intro, huh? Yeah, let's let's get right into it. We, we can talk more about it after. Okay. Cool. Here it is. I am here to discuss the so-called flying saucers. We've been able to explain them as
And there we go, folks. There we go. Why aren't we freaking out? That's the big question Austin and the Wild Giants are asking. Uh, What's been the response, Austin? I mean, I'm sure people have been hearing this and whatnot. How are – do people automatically throw their theories at you? Not as much as I thought they would, honestly. Like, it's still – I think people are still, like, kind of, like, off-put by the idea of, like, accepting it. And like it's because right. I so I I played a couple shows I played three shows now where I played this song and I talk about it a little bit and I get a lot of glazed over looks like a lot of people are like mm. uh, like kind of uncomfortable like they don't want to touch it or like still like you're crazy um, like I will get a handful of people that are like super into it and they want to talk about it but you know it's 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 interesting a lot of people are still like don't want to touch it so. Interesting. Interesting. Fascinating. uh, We were talking a little bit off mic um, about the, um, uh, you know, conspiracy, and you put it so eloquently, and I I just loved it, and I'm definitely going to be stealing your thoughts on that um, as as a way to describe it. Uh, You said along the lines of, I'm a conspiracy uh, enthusiast, I believe is the word you used, but not an activist. (laughs) Right. I'm not not going to go... I'm not going to storm Area 51, but I, right. I will have high conversations with my friends about it. <laughs> and now, folks, a couple of quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free if you're a VIP member. You can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www.jamierox.us. My Love Shack Apothecary online shop has everything you need to build a special gift for yourself or someone who needs a little pampering. I hand make all of the products in small batches using only plant-based ingredients and therapeutic grade essential oils. Whether you choose one of my curated sets or want to build a custom gift set, My Love Shack Apothecary has everything you need to send a little sunshine to someone today. Please visit us online at www.loveshackapothecary.com. That's www.love S-H-A-C-K-A-P-O-T-H-E-C-A-R-Y dot com. As well as online on Instagram and Facebook. Links are in our website. Support for this podcast comes from the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center. Ranked one of the top cancer centers in the nation for the last 27 years. The doctors at MD Anderson treat more rare cancers in a single day than many physicians see in a lifetime. And treatment plans are tailored to an individual patient's needs, allowing more comprehensive and thorough care. To become a patient, please visit makingcancerhistory.com. Aloha. If you have stress in your life or even anxiety and panic, I want to invite you to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast for a way out. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast is a relaxing and inspiring show, bringing you lifestyle changes to calm your nervous system and help you heal. Heal anxiety, panic, and PTSD for life. We bring you two episodes every week. There's no need to walk this path alone. Join us for a relaxing, informative, and inspiring time and start your journey out of anxiety panic. That's anxietycoachespodcast.com. Aloha. Hey there, my name is Paige Beattie, and I am the founder of Hats On and Hats Off, which are two separate companies but aligned by the same philosophy of raising cancer awareness and forming smiles. Hats On is a for-profit corporation that sells cancer-specific hats to be proudly worn by you in hopes of raising awareness. A percentage of the proceeds will be donated to Hats Off, which is a non-profit corporation 
raising money to buy wigs for cancer patients who can't afford them. That's where we're forming smiles. I believe cancer has touched almost everyone's lives in one way or another. A friend, a family member, a friend of a friend. So please visit our website, www.hatsonhatsoff.com to learn how you can help raise awareness and form smiles. Rockscare, the online webshop of high-end luxury merchandise and products. All featuring original pop art paintings. From La Holla to Miami to London, www.merch.jamierocks.us. So funny. I, I agree. I'm the same way. And I'll tell you why. I used to be skeptical skeptical of any conspiracy theory out of hat. I was like, well, come on, give me a break. You know, are you kidding me? Right. Um, of course, there's no none of this uh, Area 51. I, I've been to the post office. I see how things work, uh, government uh, situations work. And that's a very glib joke. Not even that funny. But the thing is, it all changed for me with Snowden. And it's like, oh, they actually right. are reading my email, <laughs> you know, and listening yeah. to phone conversations, you know. Granted, I feel bad for anybody reading mine or listening to my phone conversations. <laughs> uh, you know, how dull. Uh, I, 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 use this, I say the same joke to people when they say, you know, do you think your house is haunted? I'm like, I would feel bad for a ghost if it was haunting my house. It's like, <laughs> really, guys? Pumpkin carving again? I'm sick of it. Yeah. For, for me, <laughs> it would just be like, oh, good. pervert. <laughs> <laughs> There's a ghost clutching its pearl somewhere. Oh, my God. Um, I'm haunting it. A point. <laughs> That is funny. Well, you know, the thing with um, conspiracy theories is, is, you know, I don't know. I don't know if reptilians are ruling stuff or whatnot, but I think that there might be a little truth in some of it, you know. Um, And you read about this crazy stuff, MKUltra, and and, and things that that have happened and have come out that have happened, you know. Um, Yeah. It's so interesting that we're talking about UFOs. And um, conspiracy theories and the like. We, we just my wife's the American Horror Story nut. I don't know if you have ever watched that show. Oh yeah, they just did. They always have a theme, you know. And this year it was uh, part of the show was was UFOs and aliens and whatnot. And I thought they did a pretty good job with it. But it was cool because they they went back and it takes it, it start it's in the past, but also like they, they give the story of yeah. I, I got about present. an episode and a half in on that one. It, it's hard for people, I would imagine, that are a little younger. Because my wife's uh, you know, quite a bit younger than I am. And um, we had to keep stopping the show. And I would explain, well, that's Lyndon Johnson. And, uh, you know, he, mm-hmm. after Kennedy was assassinated, he, you know, and I kind of, and it was interesting because they, they were talking about Watergate and stuff. And, it, and she's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, sweetie. People used to trust the government. (laughs) This is before your generation. The government Uh, said something, they didn't automatically say, oh, yeah. But you guys, and you're part of that generation as well, where you grew up, oh, politicians are crooked. Big surprise. Yeah, no, I I definitely saw that change, for sure. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. And it's getting crazier. It's... um, so I don't know. So what are your thoughts? Let me ask you on these uh, these videos and whatnot. I mean, you wrote a song about what do you think? Is this uh, software glitches? And, and, you know, I've heard people say, oh, with the perspective of the camera. And I'm like, yeah, it sounds like a weather balloon this, to me. Um, are you kidding me? This thing swamp gas. This, this, my, is, uh, this, is, where, this is where it gets fun. I have, because I do have very specific opinions about this that kind of mm-hmm. uh, are a little – little bit more out there. So this is, this is where I might lose you. But my theory is whatever these things are, because we have a lot of sightings of these things um, and of different shapes and sizes and varieties, and we've been seeing them forever. Um, my theory is that they're, they're a lot less 
alien than we think. I think it's a lot mm. more likely that it's something that's already here rather than something that came from a different star system or a different planet. Um, just because, like, interesting. you know, if, if, if they had all these resources to get here, why would they come here, you know? It, it would make a lot more right. sense to me if they, they're, they're the natives and uh, they just are some, some different plane of being that they, they can hide from us when they want to or, um, you know, it's, I, the way I like to put it is uh, if, if we didn't want monkeys to see us, we could put all the monkeys in a zoo and we would never go by the monkeys and we would only uh, let them see us when we go walk by the monkeys. And to those monkeys, the new ones that are born would have no idea that humans exist, even though we run the planet. Um, so I, I kind of view us as the monkeys and whatever these things are as the, you know, the, basically the ones that put us in cages or whatever. <laughs> I don't know if it's that brutal. Oh, but absolutely. That's, 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 that's kind of my, my feeling on it. Whatever they are, they just, you know, don't want anything to do with us or they're, they're, they're you know, so much more advanced that they just live alongside us without us ever knowing. Interesting. Interesting. And, you know, it's, it's, there's definitely, um, you know, there, there's the the light slit experiment where you can do where, where people, you know, there's there's different aspects of our reality that, um, you know, have been proven um, by our such limited means and whatnot. I, I hear what you're saying. I, I hear what you're saying. Very interesting. Very interesting. What, I'm curious what our listeners would think about this. Um, leave in the comments and whatnot, folks. Uh, your theories on this. Very interesting. You know, it's uh, it makes you think. It makes you think. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, you're right. There's people have seen unexplained. I tell you, Austin, I'm old enough now where I uh, realize I don't know everything. Uh, I thought I had a pretty good beat on everything. <laughs> you know, pretty good idea on how it all works and everything. But I, I'm old enough yeah. to know that I might have a, beat, a good idea on certain aspects of the machine. Um, this particular set of gears does this, but the whole thing, not a clue. I, I don't have it. <laughs> I don't see it. Yeah. And maybe that's, well, that's, that's a good thing. That's the true so. sign of wisdom is knowing that you're not wise. So. Right. There you go. There you go. Well, it's, uh, it's very, very interesting. I had a guest the other day on the, uh, these two guys, filmmakers blew my mind. I'd never heard this theory and I thought I had heard it pretty much everything. Um, they were had made a movie about Bigfoot, and I've always been kind of skeptical of the whole Bigfoot thing, but, you know, hey, who knows? Um, and he said, well, you know, he goes, you know, you think about it, maybe Bigfoots are just uh, the ghosts of Neanderthals and and, and, cave, and I'm like, never heard that before. <laughs> maybe they are. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> interesting, interesting. Well, that's cool, man. So you definitely have an interest in the uh, – I, I hate using the word paranormal when you talk about UFOs and stuff because I, I guess it technically is, um, but it's yeah, not the crazy Yeah, they're definitely side. related. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's not normal, so yeah. Do you, uh, do you think this will influence future tracks and whatnot, perhaps? Will this come um, into your art once again? So I, I, I guarantee it will. Um, and it, I mean, in a way kind of already has. So after writing this song, I kind of just had a great epiphany and I was like, this is the type of stuff I want to do. Like, this is the type of artist I want to do. Oh, nice. Like, um, not, nice. not necessarily making every song about aliens, but I'm like, I, I feel like I kind of uh, had a big growth uh, when I completed this song and it was, it, it was kind of like I transferred from like, you know, when you first learn to write how to, or to write songs, you're probably going to write love songs. That's, that's how you start because what right. else are you going to write about? And I kind of got to the point where I'm like, I'm kind of sick writing love songs. Haven't been in love in a couple of years anyway. And like, they're just boring to me. And I'm like, we have enough love songs. Mm -hmm. Let's, let's, you know, see what else we can do. Like I, they're, they're too easy. I, I want to be challenged. So Let's let's write some stuff that's nice. like thought provoking, interesting things that people haven't heard before. Um, so like, not necessarily aliens, but like, I want to do more conspiracy stuff, more science fiction stuff. Like, I want to write 
I, I just wrote this past week. It's uh, already demoed out. I wrote a song about time travel. I want to write a song about uh, the multiverse. I want to write a song about, you know, like a, a bunch of stuff. Like, let's let's see where the I can take this. The like, of indie rock. I love it. Absolutely. You know? yeah. I, I, I would I love, love to take that vein because I don't think anyone but Tom DeLonge has tried it yet. <laughs> so that's very true. That's very true. Well, you know, and the thing is, is people, I think, you know, you may be seeing a lot of, like, glazed overlooks, and I'm sure there's a certain segment of society that, that, that will, that will always be there. They'll be like, oh, we're talking about this. Ugh. They want to hear the love yeah. song, because it's easy and they can relate to it. You know, they, they've been yeah, heartbroken. Absolutely. Um, and and that's great. And, you know, hey, here's a, here's a Sting album. Uh, go to town with it. You know what I mean? But even Sting wrote about vampires. Are you kidding me? Uh, and prostitutes. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, uh, back when he was in my opinion, making cool music, you know. But, you know, um, I get it. And I'm a fan. I'm a fan. And I want to hear more. So, uh, very, very Thank you. good. Appreciate it. Very cool. Yeah. And at the very least, you can always get booked in at, uh, you know, in, in Roswell or something. And there yeah. you go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe that's, that's my no, town. I just need to move to Roswell. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> well, you're used to being hot, so, you know. Yeah. Um, oh, Roswell's hot and dusty. Uh, I think the only place in New Mexico that I've been that was hotter and dustier was a place called Truth or Consequences, which I thought is the best name for either a punk band or um, or a desert town. You know, it, it worked. Yeah. Anyhow. Uh, this band, ladies and gentlemen, is called Wild Giants, and you can find out all about them uh, much more on their website, wildgiantsmusic.com. We have links uh, that, follow, that all their social media and a link tree that they have uh, to get you where you can purchase all their music and whatnot. Uh, up. And when we convert this sh- uh, show to a podcast, um, so those links follow. So if you're listening to this in the future on, say, Spotify or Pandora or something, um, hello from the past. Do me, uh, and you want to find out more, just click on those links. They're right there, and it'll get you to, to where you are. And I would add, like, if you dig somebody, uh, especially an indie band or a film or somebody that makes the best uh, key lime pie in town or something, like and share their social media. We live in an algorithm world. Um, you know, the, the aliens have set it up that way. No, I'm, I'm kidding, kind of, kind of. Um, but that's the way the world is. And, uh, you know, chances are your friends are going to dig what you're into. And so like and share, like and share. Add, add Wild Giants on Instagram. Why, they even have a TikTok. See, my wife's into TikTok. Yes. She watches those nonstop. Um, it's fascinating. <laughs> it's fascinating. And I would say this, too. I've been playing, um, I think your first single from this EP was called Souvenir, and I've been playing that um, yeah. uh, when we're promoing the show and whatnot. Fantastic. Fantastic track. Sleep for the is for the week is a great track as well. Um, so big Thank fan you. there, big fan Austin. Yeah, man, very very cool. And I can't wait to hear more. Number one, because I'm a fan and I'm selfish. Um, and number two, that means we can have you back on the show. And uh, Austin, you're welcome back any time, man. Um, Absolutely, I'd love to do that. We'll, we'll we'll do a panel show or something. We'll talk about weird. I would love to oh, do a I'd show. Oh, I'd be so into that. I would love to do a show. <laughs> I, I'm in. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Our last spinoff show was, I used to be a, a big nightclubber and all these DJs and stuff. And we did a, uh, a, a nightclub D, DJ culture show. And that was fun. And it was great. Uh, I guess we're going to start doing that again first of the year. But it just wasn't weird enough for me. I need some weirdness in mind, some, some thought-provoking, interesting stuff. And I think our audience would dig that, too. So maybe I have a partner in crime on this. Very excited. Very excited. Well, very cool. Well, Austin, oh, I should mention also before we uh, close up the shot uh, for the show, folks, um, if you're in a band, um, you know, or a singer-songwriter or something, and you need help on the PR side of things, uh, why the fine folks over at TrendPR.com, uh, set this, uh, introduce Austin and me together and, and set this show up and whatnot. We have a link to them as well. I don't know how that business works. Uh, you know, maybe you need to 
pick up Amanda's dry cleaning or uh, get her dogs washed or something. No, I'm, I'm kidding. You probably don't have to do that, but I imagine it is writing a check at some point. So, you know, when you work, when you get the best, when you hire the best, you got to pay for it. So, that's, you know, but don't let that stop you. I don't know what their prices are, but they're really good. They're the best in the business. I'm telling you. I work with a lot of PR companies, and they're really good. Very, very cool, Austin. Hey, man, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to be on the show. I really appreciate it. You're cool, turned up to 10. You rock. Keep doing it, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, I I had fun talking to you, so I I appreciate you having me, and I'd love to be back again if you'll have me. Anytime, anytime. Folks, again, why aren't we freaking out? Uh, The single's out, right, Austin? They can buy it? Yeah. Yeah, it just released last Friday, so it's it's released everywhere right now. Nice. Nice. Well, there you go, folks. There you go. It's a great song to listen to, especially this week. You know, it's the spooky season is upon us. And personally, I'm not spooked by the existence, uh, the proof of the existence of unexplained uh, craft. I'm more freaked out, I think, like Austin, that people aren't freaking out. Just saying. Just saying. Watch that movie by John Carpenter, They Live. I think a little bit of that might be going on. Um, <laughs> ever see that movie, Austin? With the glass? I don't think I have. But I'm I'm going oh, to watch it tonight. Oh, you have to. I'm going to send you this. <laughs> yeah, I'll send you. I, I know where, because I just sent it to my friend Hannah. Um, I know I'll send you the direct link. I'll do it on Instagram. Um, uh, yeah. Where you can watch it for free. You can stream it for free. It's on Tubi. Deal. Um, so it, it'll have commercials, but it's definitely worth watching. They live. And uh, any of you folks out there, too, that are into this kind of stuff, you might be interested in it as well. It's got the longest fist fight scene in cinematic history in that movie. It's like 10 minutes. Fantastic. Okay, folks, that's going to wrap it up for us. We are, um, we are not back tomorrow. I've got the day off tomorrow from the show. Um, I've got to do a bunch of yard work and uh, who am I kidding? I'm going to be painting my tail off tomorrow. But we are back on Thursday. We've got a uh, very fa- a cool group out of Hawaii called Black Bow. And uh, they're pop uh, act, and they are fantastic. So we will see you then. Have a good one, everybody. Thanks, Austin. Thank you. This has been pop art painter Jamie Rocks' Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. It has been executive produced by Jamie Rocks, recorded at his studio in Deerfield Beach in South Florida. All rights reserved by Pop Rocks Limited for broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. Tana Oli Pop Rocks Radio. Estás escuchando Jamie Rocks de Pop Rocks Radio. Manténganse al tanto. Hey, det här är Hicks från Sverige och ni lyssnar till Pop Rocks Radio med Jamie Rocks. Blog Talk Radio.